Marcus. Yes. You like movies? Yes, I do. Hey, Jared, do you like movies? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> this is Zebra. This is Zebras in America movie podcast episode one hundred and twenty-six. We are still recording safely and quarantining during the COVID nineteen pandemic. But if you're listening to this podcast in the future, and as I say this every episode, I have every faith that you will be listening from the future. This These episodes are timeless, and I hope you have a lot of fun listening to them. We have a marvelous guest revisiting for the fourth time. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, you know, actor, uh, cineast, person, uh, Jared Gilman. Let's Hello. give some applause. Yay! Uh, you're back. I, I am. How, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm all right. How are you guys? <laughs> how has how, everything been? <laughs> Good, man. You know. Yeah, yeah. Con- I mean, considering. yeah. Considering. It's like, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> considering everything. So, yeah. yeah. Considering <laughs> everything, I, I am healthy my partner is healthy uh i'm about to finish grad school i'm making new music mar i got i convinced marcus to scratch on some of my ambient tracks nice they're it they're super dope uh i think marcus likes them i don't know i said what i do did you think? I, yeah he, i do marcus like it is, marcus is not as effusive as me and that's okay uh and um yeah, I'm I'm almost done with a new album. And life life is as good as it can be considering. I miss people. I miss I miss I actually don't miss restaurants, but I miss going to the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I miss the yeah. food. I I mean I miss the actual coming out piping hot fresh from the restaurant, but other than that, I I I know exactly what you mean. Piping hot duty cuz you have bad taste in food. No, I don't. Burn! Burn! I don't know. I'm being aggressive. I live in Astoria. There's a great brunch scene in Astoria. There's great food here. That is true. Astoria's brunch scene is off the hook. And I'm being aggressive for no reason. Um, (laughs) All right. Jared, (laughs) I don't don't know what you're vibing on. I have... We're just going to be talking about a bunch of shit that we've been liking. Have... What have sure, you seen I mean, recently? I, I don't have... Uh, well, most recently, a.k.a. last night, I watched uh, Sully for the first time because <laughs> uh, it was on TV. Uh, and I just right, happened to... So you're... Yeah? So you're doing your Greg Turkington. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I was gonna... I was... I was <laughs> stole the reference out of my mouth. <laughs> Oh man, funny story. I actually it was funny. I last year I ran into Jared at a screening of um Mr. America. Yeah. With uh, yeah. with my with my wife. Well, she wasn't my wife then, but she's my and she was such a great litmus litmus test for that movie cuz going in it's like she doesn't watch on the cinema. She hasn't seen the trial. It was one of the things like she has no idea that this is like 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 we mentioned in the previous episode. It's like late. We, Mr. America came up the last episode. It's layers of inside stuff. But she thought it was yeah. hilarious, and I was like, "Oh, this is great." Someone who knows nothing of Tim and Eric, mm-hmm. Tim Heidecker, all mm-hmm. that stuff. She thought it was hilarious. So yeah, I, yeah. I like uh-huh. how I like how Tim and Eric are sort of like the Serengeti of 
yeah. avant-garde avant-garde comedy so serengeti the rapper has like he'll reference something in one of his records and then he'll make an album off of that reference and then in that album the reference album he'll reference something and then make an album off of that right and his new album ajai is excellent yeah, it's in my top of like the hip hop stuff this year. It's in the first. I always do categories. It's in the top tier of. It's in the top twenty. I need. Uh, I need right, I'll right to now. check it out then. I. I yeah, need, it's, I've, it's really good. I've heard his like. I've definitely heard him featured on songs uh, before. Right. Uh, I need, have not listened yeah. to yeah, his solo stuff. He's, he's, he's. I'm really lucky that my friends, like my top ten favorite rappers right now. Five of them are my friends. That's really cool. Dope. That makes me really happy. That's like a really you know? cool feeling. And, <laughs> You're just and, like you know, Rock mm-hmm. Rock Marciano, Makami Ka. If you want to be my friend, I'd be totally down. I, you know, <laughs> we, you know, we could talk about rocks and Donald Goins and stuff. <laughs> but you know, like Quelle Chris, Cavalier, you know, Serengeti. Those are three of my favorite dudes doing it right now, and those are my friends, and I'm very. That's really cool. I need to give the the new Quelly Chris album like a harder listen. I, I was do too. About, like, I do it, too. He's not he's not <laughs> capable of ever making a bad album. I was just telling Scott before I like when his music is super duper weird and grimy, whereas this album it's, it's a more little more back. soulful and straightforward yeah. and and laid back as well too. Or, yeah, I, like not whack, but yeah, yeah. Tone, yeah. Uh, Tone Tank is calling it Equemini Seven. Wow. Wow, speaking of Tone Take, I was listening to that uh, EP, well, two song, however term, whatever term you want. I was listening to that uh, on repeat a couple days ago. It was really good. He really killed the, uh, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, also, Tone Tank one, is one of my close friends and one of my favorite rappers. We're working on some new stuff as well. And nice. so you watched Sully. Did you like Sully? I did. I I. I mean, I, I, I liked it. I, I mean, at this point, what I will say, too, about, like, what I'm realizing about my own personal film taste and how it's sort of evolved, I think, uh, as a result of, 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 you know, everything, is just that, like, I I realize I just, I've, I think I've just become a lot more, I don't know, like, I've, I've really... Oh, you're breaking up a little bit. Uh, I mean, I'm also you're, just You're breaking stammering. up. You're a, lot, you're a lot more what? Uh... Well, just like I'm trying to be like, Jared? yeah, yeah. Can, uh, Uh-oh. am I breaking? I mean, I'm I'm also just talking very, like, slowly. I, I mean, it's you're probably recording fine on oh, your end, right. but we can't. There's we a connection can't hear issue. What you're saying. So what? At all? Uh, what okay. are you? You're saying something about your film tastes and how they're evolving. Or, yeah, just. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't continue that point because I'm a slow talker. Uh, 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 or at least I'm slow at this point because I'm just, I'm trying to... <laughs> anyway, uh, 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 I'm a slow yeah. thinker is what I should say. Uh, um, That's okay. Take your time, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, uh, um, so yeah, basically just like that, uh, I feel like I've sort of any kind of like I don't know general nitpicks or things or whatever that I, I had about like film or mm-hmm. about like certain aspects or whatever yeah like it's kind of been going away in a way like I I've just sort of 
been concerning myself. I don't know. I need to also just get back into the swing of actually regularly watching stuff because I just I to be a little more open. I I didn't really spend my time in a school semester. I spent it like having therapy twice a week and then uh, you know uh, and so like it it got to a point where I'm not saying that like that in itself is a bad thing it's not obviously it's great uh, and obviously the people who, who need it like and it works it works and it's amazing and that's that in and of itself is I think very amazing I just think my particular personal anxieties match in very bizarre ways with the the concept of I guess occasional Zoom or you know video chat therapy for me personally, but that's not you know any anything bad or anything like that. Well, I I've definitely it, it's I'm saying this is like a weird side effect I guess like my film taste changing yeah, is like I've, a weird side I've effect been of like finding therapy through Zoom to to be a little bit slower to roost, but. I'm still glad I do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm know? not at all saying... This isn't like... I'm just talking about, like, yeah, um, my own personal experience. I'm not trying to make any kind of, like, broad general... I'm not... Of course, yeah. Of course, like, of course. You're yeah, on the right... Yeah, I mean, and, when it comes to therapy, you're on the right You're on the right show. Because it's like, we've all, we're, we're all... We all take therapy. I mean, I've done, it, it's weird. I've been so committed to therapy. Not, not, not so much recently. I had to stop seeing my therapist. But, um... There's been times when I've, like, because of work, I've been away from home for, like, three months, and I've done, like, stuff on the phone. Uh, during this whole COVID stuff, I had a couple of phone uh, video chats, so it's just, like, mm. you, you do what you can. I mean, if, if, if you're pro-therapy, you, you, you make it work, and it helps. Yeah. Yeah, and I just I just truly believe that, you know, keeping, keeping little habits help you yeah I, that was something i think I, I i implicitly learned i think definitely i i definitely agree with that uh keeping little habits like right? i'm not able to do the exercise i'm not able like, to do the exercises that i prefer to do mm-hmm. but i still exercise every day yeah to to keep myself going um though i do i do implore you I think there's something going on with the Wi-Fi on your end. I also know um, I have awful Wi-Fi, and that has definitely been making my personal experience that much more annoying with video right. chat. Uh, th- this is a consistent thing, unfortunately. It's just, it's my Wi-Fi. I think it's because okay. I have a theory, a personal theory. It just might have to do with maybe my the fact of, that I live in, like, a foresty suburb. I don't know. Is that? Oh, yeah. 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 That track, you're, yeah, you're in New you know yeah. That? Yeah, yeah, I'm in New Jersey, so like, right. I'm in, I'm, I'm surrounded by trees and houses and people. Uh, no doubt. I, I, I did want to say something too, because thinking, I was thinking about therapy recently, because when I was texting you, you know, a little while back, you were saying, Jared, how you were watching the Shivering Truth, and it's just yeah. one of those like. It's the weirdest thing to be watching right now for me. I'm sure you can, for different reasons, I mean, but I'm sure you can understand. Really it's weird like, things. I haven't man. even talked about all the TV shit that I, I started off watching when this all started out. That that maybe all like I, I shouldn't when I say when I talk about my personal therapy experience. What I really should be talking about is just my personal quarantine experience. <laughs> uh, because sure. like. Because really, everything plays in conjunction with each other in yeah, terms I mean, of like how it affects your, your overall your, well-being. Your experience is your experience, yeah. And like you know, you don't have to you don't have to qualify. Like 
you're doing the best you can. We're all doing the yeah. best we can. It's just, it's, yeah, uh, it's, so I guess what I'm trying to get at is, like, uh, early on, we decided to watch Babylon Berlin. <laughs> uh, what's that? It's this, it's a really good show. It was, it's, like, really well done. It's, it's, uh, German, it's, like, or, yeah, it's, like, their, like, highest budgeted TV show or something like that. I might be getting my facts wrong. Um, probably am, or maybe, I don't know. But, like, uh, and it, the whole idea is that it takes place, it, it, it takes place in 1929, Berlin, and it's about a police investigator. So it's sort of, it starts off like a, I mean, well, it's, it's like a mystery show, but it's set in, uh, or like a crime mystery, thriller, drama, romance, all set against, nice. like, the backdrop of... 1929 Berlin. Word. Uh, so I, 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 obviously there, you know, it's really like the production design's really neat and, and there uh, were definitely some really cool moments and episodes, but also thematically uh, watching that every night <laughs> just right. maybe encouraged my brain to, to make too many like, you know, to see all the the parallels. Yeah, I mean, we're we're we do a mix and match. And like it just we watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, what were we yeah. saying, Scott? Yeah, we do. Like me, me and the me and me and Saskia, we will we'll watch some reality TV, like um, mm-hmm. Jersey Shore to, is tonight, sure. which is going to be the wedding that I've heard is is a little wild and it's not really my favorite show but i watch it and we but we also watch tcm all the time and um uh there i have y'all seen uh blood quantum no that's not on tcm that's on shutter i have not seen yeah i i mean i saw it at at your uh suggestion well yeah because i I read about it on so out Right now, you Shutter's doing thirty days for free. If you like horror movies, I thoroughly suggest it because their collection is impeccable. Because it's they have foreign, they have independent, they have big, and it's like three or four dollars if you have Amazon. Okay. And, and I I think it's great. But they also have a free thirty day trial. And at the behest of Outlaw Vern who we had on a couple episodes ago, he wrote about it on his website. And I was like, ooh, that's a good premise, you know? So it's basically a zombie outbreak happens in or in, a, or in and around a reservation in Canada. And so, and like the, this native Canadian family is trying to survive it. And it's done, it starts off really good. It starts off strong. You have these characters. You have, you know, a nice non-stereotypical presentation of people. And you have this badass family that's fighting zombies. But the middle and the end were a little wishy-washy. But I also, I know like people are like, Yo, why, why, why you gotta still make zombie movies and shit? And I think it, I think that's like sort of a reductive. Uh, it's an applicable take because mm-hmm. 
There's still so many ways to tackle I mean, that subject. Like when people, I, I, I think when people I, I, say, I, I, I understand. Just, yeah. There, there mm-hmm. thing. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I watched my I watched a zombie show as well, Kingdom, on Netflix, and it's a zombie show, but completely oh, right. different setting than what you're talking about. And so it's well, just that's what like I was about yeah. to say. I, I think I think sometimes people expose themselves for like not watching enough movies. I understand tropes yeah. and genres and things can be overdone. But as long as you do it well, and there's always slightly different original ways to approach something that's been done a bunch of times, yeah. and that in itself makes it better. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's and that's why, you know, I think diversity in film is important because the the Native American approach created a totally different sort of perspective and point of view. Mm-hmm. So even though it followed a similar arc of what zombie films do. There's the premise, then there's the outbreak, and then there's the aftermath, and then someone goes cuckoo for cocoa puffs, and then there's there's a you know bittersweet ending. Okay, right. but you never know what's going to happen if you have a different point of view, mm-hmm. and that's why I think it's it's good to to give people an outlet, and I think it's a movie worth watching, but but it was a, it was not. It was not perfect. What did you think, Marcus? I liked it. You know, I was going to say, too, to add on to what you were just saying, that there's a, for those listeners, anyone, either you or Jared who are on this who haven't seen it, there's a great film. It's called In the Soup, um, Alexander Rockwell film with uh, Seymour Cassell, Steve Buscemi, and it's about Steve Buscemi. He's trying to make a movie, and he has all these crazy ideas, and Seymour Cassell is his financer. And he's mm-hmm. and, and he says this line, he's just like, there's nothing wrong with saying I love you. It just matters how, how you do it and how you say it. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. It's, it just matters how you sure. approach it. And that's really you know what it's about. Yeah, I think, um, but going back, back to this, I, I remember when I first heard about it, I was a little skeptical because in a way it reminded me of, like, I, I was reading up about it some, and it, it reminded me the similarities of like a girl walks home alone at night when the whole selling point was like, it's an Iranian vampire movie. And then, you know, it's almost like come to find out it's like the movie was shot in California, like it, like like it, it's an American film. And they're just kind of using that as like the sell point, which up to a certain point can be a little cheap. And I was worried that it was going to, you know, but and not but to sound all. Ju- yeah, but that's what I was, you mean a girl walks home alone at night. Yeah, it's fine. No, it's um, pretty good. I don't know. But but going into but going into but yeah. I'm sorry. What, no, you're say, gonna say. No, I was just like, it's 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 fine. But going, but with Blood Quantum though, it's like I like this approach better, and I don't mean to sound all jumbled. I'm just kind of working stuff out here in my head as I say it. But it's like when you take into consider, like when you take things like the eradication of Native Americans, the history of Native right. Americans with this country, everything, like, it like it, it, it makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense, and, and it's kind of like, oh, no, play it up, please, like, go in, go in, go in, actually, so, um, I, I, I like that approach, I like the, I like the basic premise, but similar I mean, to what Scott said, by middle yeah. to the end, it kind of, like, it starts up here, and then it goes down mm-hmm. there, so. What I will say about Kingdom, and, uh, uh, I know it's another zombie show, but again, if you ever want to check it out, I would say that Quality sure. wise, it, it rides a pretty nice line, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. and also not. The, uh, I'm trying to look at at the other stuff that I've recently been watching, that that I thought was dope or interesting. 
Uh, Have either of you seen this movie called The Turtle in the Sea? Uh, I'm thinking of the no. animated movie, so I'm assuming it's not that, right? No, no, that's the Red Turtle, the Red Turtle. or something. Yeah, yeah, it's not that. Then I've not but heard that, of it. That's a really good movie. I need to watch. Uh, yeah, I've heard. I need to. I need to see Two. it. Um, yeah, I think it's called the Red Turtle. Yeah, the Red Turtle is a is a beautiful animation fantasy. Also, hi Doug, and um, but yeah, so I was just randomly like trying trying to find stuff on on Amazon the other day, and there was there was this movie called The Turtle in the Sea, and it was about this this English singer songwriter who falls in love with her sensei, and in real life. It's that it's it's the singer songwriter and the sensei, so they're playing themselves, and the movie has a shoestring budget, and it's a little rough at times, but I thought it was nice, and it was, I don't know, I like seeing love, I like love, and I like seeing the the, the complications of it, so it's it's definitely a demanding movie because of because of the budget. But I see. I, I I suggest checking that out. Oh shit! You know what I saw too? That was dope. What? What's that? Did you have y'all seen Guns Akimbo? I actually yeah. What what do you think of it? Oh no! How is that? So I call it Guns Akimbo or Harry Potter and the motherfucking thing on me. So, right. <laughs> yeah. So so Daniel <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe is is this sort of ne'er do well in a in an alternate future and and he starts talking shit on the internet about this like death race show where like people got people are like killing each other on the internet you know and and he's talking shit on it and then he wakes up and he has guns I'm serious mm-hmm. he has guns yeah. drilled to his hands and then has to enter this this game. Oh shit! And one, I liked it because it's like keep on talking smack on the internet and see what happens. Now do now do I do I think it's okay to kidnap people who say mean things to you on the internet? Of course not. But you know, people people are so reckless on the internet. Yeah. And and if you wouldn't say something to me in person then maybe consider not saying it to me 100 percent. you know it's yeah, funny yeah. I, I i um i sometimes i'll go back over because sometimes it's like when i make a movie comparison like years ago i forget and before i make I, like did, did i make this or, so i'll search twitter and then i'll find these old image comparisons and then i'll see like an argument i got into it with someone and then i'll just re like like my comments just to like remind them like that's how right. like that's how COVID is, is uh like that's how petty I get when I have time on my hands, especially now. But um and, and it, it damn it's almost I see I didn't I didn't even know that's what that, that movie was about. It kinda reminds me of like the end of the first Jan Silent Bob movie. I just remember there was a lot of uh Well no, this is this issues. is a uh this is a small part of it. It's like no, he, like, oh, he, it's like he's oh. but no, it's, it's just yeah, like, they're like the other, premise I, yeah. is he talks shit on the internet and because of that, he gets thrown into this sort of series seven sort of 
thing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's like Running Man, Series Seven. Oh uh, yeah. It's like a. Yeah, it's like a. You know, there's uh, another uh, or like the movie Nerve. That right. Came out a couple years ago, so it's that. Yeah. Again, talking about tropes. It's a trope, but yeah. I had a I had a blast. I yeah. really I enjoyed myself. I had a good time. What you know? what, what what were you saying, Jared? Uh yeah, sorry. I think you're saying something before? Well, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I I saw it too. It was like one of the movies I watched, like pretty. Uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah, it was. It was I. It was it was all right. It was. I I I maybe not walk. I, I don't think I walked out of it maybe as enthusiastic as you, Scott. Uh, but I thought it was. I yeah, uh yeah, um. Really crazy action, though. I will give it that. That's what I liked. I just, yeah. I just mm. really, I'm not saying it's cinema paradiso. I'm just no. saying. No, uh, yeah, no. It's like a, yeah, it's like a fun B movie. It's like a fun like. But I, I, I feel like I say B movie, and I feel like that has a bad connotation. And I don't mean for it to. I just mean like in terms of like. You're right. Like. Well, that depends. Like the, yeah. yeah. I mean, like yeah, sometimes so it does have a bad. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying because there's because there's a positive that, like, spin. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. So let's let me let's unpack that. What what do you okay. mean by B movie? Uh, I guess I mean like uh, a film in which the the either one reason or another uh, you don't maybe take the literal events as seriously as you would, you know maybe a, yeah a, you know another movie like yeah basically that you just it's like a movie yeah where you don't really. That's like I, I, you for one reason or another, like whether it's budget or tone or, uh, or, uh I don't know, whatever, performance or, or I don't know, uh, uh, I guess something that isn't really. Uh, you're also remember you're asking this to a film school student or <laughs> film student. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sure. Right, but I I like to know. It's a good good person to ask. Yeah, yeah. So because I really liked your answer, and I okay. I think no no topic about film is taboo on this show. No. So I'm also just very yeah. I apologize. <laughs> when someone says B movie, yeah, I just like to understand what they mean, and I don't think sure. it's a bad thing. And, no, it, and it's, not. Think, it's not. It's not. Part of this whole thing for me, honestly, is that, like, I need to just, like, remind myself that, like, talking is totally normal. Uh-huh. <laughs> that conversations are okay. Or not okay, okay, but, like, I mean, like, yeah. uh, you know, or just, like... Yeah. Like, their experience, but I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm just speaking as someone who hasn't spoken to a lot of people at all. <laughs> well, anyway. you're doing great. You're in the you're same position great. as a lot of folks. It's, like, before... Outside of the podcast, once all this COVID stuff started, I realized, like, oh, I'm not really... I mean, I'm texting, but that's not the same thing. And then it's just, like, I've been doing Zoom chats with my godchildren, my cousins, my close friends. Like, I'm trying to do that as much as possible. And it's just, like, the most... It's the most connection, you know, that Yeah, that, that, that you I guess I guess maybe what where I personally get the level of maybe the, the, the uh, of confusion now is more, like the rate of the of of video chat usage all right uh my zoom is telling me my internet connection is unstable what what happened you broke up a little bit zoom just told me my internet connection is unstable zoom 
just told me my internet connection is unstable uh, an hour or right. half hour into this. <laughs> and, and someone... Yeah, maybe that's, that's not good language, Zoom, because that could be activating for people exactly. who are having trouble with their own stability. Exactly. So, oh, man, you're messing... So, oh, man. That's just yeah, messing so me up. Thank Jesus. you for saying that. Yeah. And, and just to just to just to add a couple things, if I may, um, yeah, it's been really hard because I was finishing my graduate studies through Zoom. So imagine oh my a twenty-five person Zoom. It's not great, and and it's challenging. That's what I keep and trying to. Also, rem- that's what I keep having to remind myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you prob like if I could have, if I could have furloughed, I might have. But but I didn't, and that's fine. But also what I, what I've been doing because I'm sort of an introverted person anyway, is and you know about to get deep for a second. But sure. you know a a childhood friend of mine passed away last year, and and we had lost touch. Mm-hmm. So what I decided to do with a bunch of my friends who were close to him is that every morning. Whoever wakes up first is we text GM LYG, which is good morning, love you guys, and then right. we re- and then we respond, and then if we have other shit to say, we say that too. But and then it reminds us that that we're here, and and mm-hmm. it you know when I'm having a yeah. rough day, it's little things that make things easier. Like we have a cat and. I don't sleep in because otherwise he doesn't get food, you know? So it's it's understanding and knowing your limits and knowing what works for you. Yeah. Boundary setting. Mm-hmm. You you wanted to take a little time off to work on yourself and that was that that was what you had to do. Yeah, it just said and, I chose I cho- I just I just I, I, I for me personally the way I guess that my brain tends to the the way that I my brain can sort of move on from things is just sort of comically acknowledging them. So I do apologize if like uh, if like yeah I didn't yeah uh, uh, but yeah uh, uh, my again just my point being that I because cho- again the fact that I chose what I chose a week before you know like uh, yeah, just the timing of it while we like i think will never not mm. sort of mystify me to an extent uh or I'll, you know i guess because it's either it'll mystify me or i got to come up with like some kind of conclusion so i don't have to think about it right sure. Sure. so maybe so this is like try... what i'm doing so it's like this is what i am doing is it's what i'm doing right. is like explaining it in that way because uh, I, so I maybe yeah. maybe pi- so maybe we can pivot. Yes, we can pivot. And what else have I have seen? Have either of you have either of you seen Sonic the Hedgehog? Not yet. Uh, yeah. Raise his hand enthusiastically. Yo, I was not expecting to like that movie so much. <coughs> it's got it's got all this good stuff. Special, yeah, it, it really special, does. Special effects, check. Mm-hmm. Uh, acting. Check, story, eh. heart, check, 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 big check. check. 
I mean, it's just the right, just the right amount of Jim Carrey check. Yeah, the perfect, the perfect dose. And also Jim Carrey playing like Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely back to his yeah for sure. And he's he's also famously very introverted as well. Right. But what I really liked about Sonic is, you, it's this movie about this interdimensional, anthropomorphic hedgehog named Sonic who gets thrown into a different dimension, Earth, and is just very lonely and trying to figure out his way. And he idolizes this local sheriff playing played by the guy that played Cyclops in the in the original X-Men movies. J- James, James Marsden. Marsden, I think. Yeah. And and they and through whatever they they become an alliance. And what I also really liked about the movie is their nonchalant, healthy view of of family. So James Marsden James Marsden, that's his name, Marcus? Yep. Yeah, yeah, so he plays a cop and he's a good cop. He's yeah. like he's trying to do the right thing. And his wife is black and they have they have kids and He's hoping to move to San Francisco so he can be a cop in the city. No, no, and, no. His, I mean, his, his his lady's black, but the kid is that that that's their niece. Oh, because they go because yeah, because they go to San right. Francisco to visit her sister, played by the you know no, the head writer co star of, of Insecure. Right? Didn't no? They oh, I, for some reason I thought they had a kid. Anyways, no, no, no. there's a scene that really like pulled at my heart in a beautiful way. Is mm-hmm. So he, he wants to go to San Francisco to see if he could be a cop in the city and, and make a difference and be a good dude. And when he comes home to tell his wife the news, his wife has two cakes prepared. One cake that's like, congratulations, sure. and yeah. one cake that's like, fuck, fuck them. And I just thought that was, it's like that little stuff that that really makes it for me. So... I was just surprised. It's just a really nice, fun road trip movie, and I'm trying to I'm trying to think yeah, of some other uh, good stuff. Well, so I can go over some more of what I've watched because uh, I have only mentioned a couple things, I guess. Uh, so okay, uh, let's see, I'll just go through the list because I I know I'll get distracted if I go film by film. So just like Sully, Mister America, Waiting for Guffman. Uh, Capone. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wait. I watched Waiting well, for Guffman because of Fred Willard. I gotta say, yeah. rest in peace to Fred Willard. Yeah, I, I And uh, Waiting for Guffman is, I mean, arguably, because a lot of people like to debate what's the best of the Christopher Guest movies, but I, I feel like a lot of folks will say Waiting for Guffman is like, if you had to rank them, if you feel like ranking them is kind of their, their, their number one. I mean, it's my. Yeah, I need, I need to go through his full filmography. I've only seen that. Yeah. In terms of his, the ones he's directed, I mean, uh, I've seen that for your consideration, though a long time ago because I don't really remember much. Uh, and then Best in Show, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. also Family Tree, which was like the HBO show that he did, which was fun. Uh, anyway. Oh yeah, that was cute. Oh yeah, I damn. Remember when oh, that yeah. was like back on? I watched that. Uh, right. Uh, but then, see, so, yeah, Waiting for Guffman though. I, that was actually it was my first time actually like watching it all the way through. It was fun. Uh, it's just like really. At this point, I at this point, I'm just I I uh, I just think it's so 
the whole like mockumentary comedy style and and the idea of it following like a you know ragtag group doing like a very small scale thing but it's like it means the world you know uh uh, uh yeah like that um and then the 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 i guess the the humor of it like the way that like it it's just like the way that sometimes it's it's in the way that it's like sorry i'm being super like ugh. like uh, uh uh i guess what i'm trying to get at is like the the um like the way that it's shot uh uh for the kind of style that it it's going for like the mockumentary kind of style and it's interesting just like watching it now uh knowing that like in a lot of popular media that style is so prevalent for really good reasons like for 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 you know uh uh not like you're not like re, re, like art, like artistically i mean like justified reasons i mean uh not not like uh every mockumentary is inherently good cuz it's a mockumentary just like it just i i guess like agreed uh right. uh again to get be maybe more specific than i am being like watching waiting for guffman it was like interesting because like there were definitely moments when like uh you're, you're, you're i don't know where like the 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 you think you'd be seeing like the crew members and you you don't but then i think you you do at some point it's like they're they're the ways that like it really plays with like i don't know i i get i guess i get like really am i thinking no i'm thinking of something else. i'm thinking you know why i'm I, I watched Waiting for Guffman and then I watched Mr. America like two nights in a row because I was just wait so, oh I, you, you broke up you said you watched I'm what? sorry I'm being really oh because I watched I rewatched Mr. America a few nights ago uh, after I watched uh, rewatched after I watched Waiting for Guffman only because I was just like really because like I just I don't know it was just like one of those things where I was. I guess I was in maybe I don't know inspired by the the or I don't know the comparison like the I I I I because I, I you know they're both like mockumentary movies about characters trying to do would yeah. you would you say Mister America is 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 a comfort movie for you uh it might be honestly because I was super anxious and I was like fuck it I'm gonna watch that movie and I'm gonna feel better and I watched it and I felt better. So. Yeah, see, and that's and that's my thing. I actually like that kind of awkward humor. Like comforts it's me because so like Mister America is a movie. It's, yeah, I, I I could watch it all. I mean, but it's like it, it's it's interesting. I've always I've I love well, I love many things about my wife. But living with my wife a lot, she starts to learn like my taste. Uh huh. And I think I think she gets more a kick out of watching me watch nathan right. for you eric andre uh-huh. tim and eric mr america she because it's like Big her fact. face is like what the f- what but then like she sees me like mm-hmm. belly laughing mm-hmm. like yes just so- hysterically and then she's like i mean i don't fully get it but i like seeing my husband laugh this hard because not a lot of things make him laugh this hard so i guess there's yeah. something you know positive out of it for me for me it's like eric andre certain pretty much uh yeah, Eric Andre show, some episodes of Nathan for you, 
that show that you got me into, Stinky. What's that one called again? Uh, oh, I think. Oh, leave. I think you should leave. Well, yes. she loves that. She that, that uh, yes, and also that's rest in, only... again. Rest in peace, Fred Willard, who was on a great sketch. Yeah, on, I think and you the should fucking leave when he was as the, organ, the funeral, the wacky organ player, and the fucking organ player. That's... Oh, or he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not by by occupation, yeah. but by 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 uh, choice. But <laughs> yeah, that's that's the only one that um. That Sasuke finds funny, but yeah, she she'll look at me like, "Why are you laughing this hard?" Yeah, like, and it entertains. It ends up entertaining. I, I, yeah, I it's spent in, way too it's many. It's interesting to, to yeah. them, mm-hmm. and and when I don't like, also it's something I use Eric Andre if I'm really in the red as far as emotionally, like if I'm uh-huh. if something or someone has gotten me so upset Mm -hmm. i eric andre every time gets me back and it's well it's funny if it's it's funny that also like people with anxiety like myself can can watch nathan for you because because it's like it's so painful and so there's I, i guess for me i guess it's it's it took me a while to kind of get to this conclusion, for sure. Like, it's not obviously something that I was thinking of, like, immediately all along or anything like that. But, like, I think it's some something, if I had to theorize, and I don't know, it's, maybe I'm totally off base, but, like, maybe it's, like, something to do with the idea. For me, maybe it's it's, like, the idea that, like, someone out there is like actually is is aware enough that they can make comedy out of it like something about that or like something about like the fact that like i guess maybe specifically like with nathan for you like i i i feel like i i I don't remember specifically where i read it but like i seem to remember reading like interviews with him where he said that like the character like the version of himself that he plays is like based off, you know, he, he bases it off of his own personal neurosis. or he said something to the extent of, like, he, he bases it off, he based it off, like, his own sort of personal anxieties growing up that he overcame, or something. Right. Well, I was, you know, what's what's honestly beautiful, too, about about Nathan for you and how it ties into now, also, it's just like, so a guy like Nathan Fielder or a Joe Parra or, yeah. or, or guys yeah, like that, who, there's always, that like, because for the longest time, since day one, it was like, if you're a funny guy, you're a stand-up comedian. Right. But then sketch comedy came into play, and then mm-hmm. it was like, oh, I don't necessarily have to stand up and tell jokes because I'm not good at that, but I can do that. And then right. sometimes there's like a Venn diagram. But now there's people who like, and even though they dabble in it all, there's certain groups of people who are just like, I don't want to do sketch or improv. I don't want to do stand-up, but I have a talent, and that's kind of why I like. Oh. Joe Parra is also another show that mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with on, on Adult Swim also. Oh, but yeah. I think that's oh, what yeah. I like, too. That's another um, comfort show. What? Yeah. That, what were you saying, Scott? Yeah, uh, it was either me or Carlo, or me and Carlo together, that figured out that Joe Para is basically Eric Andre meets Mister Rogers. And yes. That, oh my god. And that's <laughs> that's everything I need. I I love him. I I find his show so kind and yeah. And I, I really, I really yeah. do like that. It, it, Damn, it that's a like good a point. Really good, um, it, okay. it, it, like, I love how, like, it, yeah, it's like it's, 
it's like it takes like the sort of cringe cringe elements but it doesn't ever make it into a punching down kind of thing it's always just sort of like there but but everyone likes each other so it's like or you know by the end of it or like yeah. or not everyone likes you know what i'm trying to get at kind of like totally yeah I mean. no damn scott it's, i never thought about that how like a lot of shit is based right. like as much as i love every person i'm about to name from nathan to tim and eric eric andre a lot of it is even tom green a lot of that stuff is at other people's expense exactly yeah whereas like joe Perry doesn't do that e- like even the show where he was re- reviewing the food it's similar to, like, the whole Guy Fieri thing. It's like, oh, these are small businesses. These are, like, you know, it's not, like, big chains. And he's, like, giving all these people, like, good reviews on their yeah. food. Like, it's all, like, fr- and, and he's not, like, you know, like, if it was, if it was any of the other aforementioned people, yeah, they'd get them on television. But they would, like, break something of theirs. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Or, like, destroy the food that they spent hours making or do, you know, or something like that. And that's yeah. how people would laugh. But instead, it's, like, it's almost like the anti-anti-comedy where it's just, right. like, oh, you made this food? I'm going to eat it, and it was really good, mm-hmm. when you expect him to, like, take the pancake and throw it and, like, oh, yeah. you know, turn, like, like you know, set the kitchen on fire by accident and knock all the pots and pans over. It's, yeah. like, the opposite. It's, like, the great so. thing about his sense of pacing Damn. is that it's just the right amount of time for you to be, like, uh, and then have it sort of and be, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the, th- right. the, thing, the thing about Guy Fieri is, like, Yo, is he is he too much? Yeah, like that spiky hair, that whole thing. That's weird, but yeah, he just he's like, I'm gonna go to small mom and pop restaurants and tell you you should go to them, dude. In it, just increasing tourism. I'm I can speak firsthand in in my the years that he's been on television, the places that I've gone in this country, I've made it a point to go to a couple of places that he's covered on his show. Because the food looks so damn good. You know what I mean? So exactly. it's like, I get, like, yeah, look at him and how he talks and stuff. But at the end of the day, yeah, no, he's 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 a big... And he's on, like, to be, like, on, on, on a channel, too. Like, you know, like, the Food Network or TLC, whichever he's on. Like, they could just so easily, you know, cover, like, the bigger foods or something like that. So I, I yeah, like, the, 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 this is a point I think a lot more people are finally starting to be like, oh, yeah, fair enough. Also, when He's I'm on, when I'm on yeah. the road, I want to go to diners. That's what I want. Hell yeah! I want thousand percent. I want to I want to eat some dirty food. I want to have regional breakfast meats. I want my stomach to hurt, <laughs> and I want to know about those places. Especially, um, I want to I want to rewind a couple things, but especially because I don't eat food like I don't eat like that that much. But um, we were talking about talking about the things our adversities the reason why i talk about my anxiety or the reason why i post weight loss pictures is because every once in a while i'll get a i'll get a message from someone like oh you know i was struggling with my diet or i was struggling with this or that and then i saw that you were doing some shit and it inspired me to mm-hmm. work on some stuff like i ha- we have a listener and i'm not going to say his name because because like it was a direct message, sure. it was a private discourse that that I didn't ask permission, but he lost a bunch of weight, and he after seeing that, you know, it's no secret, I was I was um, morbidly obese last summer. Last summer, I don't know. In 2018, I was morbidly obese, and and now I'm not, and that was 
very difficult. And I don't like posting photos about it that much. But for people that have seen what I did and got inspired, it's important for me to do that. Also, yeah, man. one thing I really do like about Christopher Guest, uh, yeah, I'm trying to make sure I have everything that we that we just talked about, is I had actually never seen the 1978 film Girlfriends. Y'all, oh. you know, it. I just, I never saw it, Claudia Weil, and I know that it's like a seminal f- film for, like, she's like one of the, like, um, whenever you read about uh, a woman director talking about inspirations, she's one of the first people, and I had never seen the movie, and I had just started, I had gotten five minutes into it. And I was like, oh, it's about a photographer. I was like, Saskia. So we had to watch it. Yeah. And Oh, nice. It's a really good movie. Uh, apparently, it was like Stanley Kubrick's favorite movie of 1978. Hmm. Hmm. No, and, I didn't know that. And it was just, they were weekending it. They, were, they made the movie over a couple years just when they had time to do it. And it's yeah. a, and it's it's a it's a really good movie. Sorry, you and totally did just say the title of the movie. What is it again? I'm just I'm lit. girlfriend. girlfriend. Right, Girlfriends. Yeah. So it's you know it's a yeah. 1978 comedy drama by by Claudia Whale who has inspired so many. Okay. And and not just women directors. I'm not trying to like divide people. Sure. I'm just saying. Yeah. That, yeah. That like it. And it's also it's also just a really good movie. Mm-hmm. And Christopher Guest is in it, and also one uh, someone who Marcus really likes, Bob Balaban yeah. is in it as well. And yeah, did we ever talk about parents on this show? Because man, that's oh, his movie. movie? No. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I need. I want to. I want to see because I just I know the premise, and I just I, I want to. I'm so. It's it, it's one. It, it's like an all time. <laughs> yeah, it, it's an all time favorite movie. It, it's so good. Yeah, you... I, I I needed to touch. I need to go back. What what you just said though about watching girlfriends with Saskia reminded me earlier what I was going to say too about how Eric Andre, especially for relationships, not all, but sometimes can definitely be like a bridge. Because like, like so, for example, Tam long you know long before she was with me, she watched Jersey Shore. She watched the you know the Hills. She watched a lot of the shows that the Eric Andre guests you know like were on. Right. So it's like cool for her see and, and these are like I mean I, I now watch Jersey Shore like the current Jersey Shore because of her but I, there's a lot of the references from older reality shows from like 2000 to 2008 that I don't know but she'll see people that she knows in this weird thing and in a weird way it brings us closer it's like oh this is my world and your world and it's like you know coming together it's kind of cool yeah yeah so back to like sketch comedy and stuff have you guys seen that new uh, Thomas Middleditch show? No, not yet. With, um, no, what's that? So Thomas Middleditch and Ben Schwartz have have this new show, oh, yeah, new yeah. show on Netflix where they do epic improv. You know they'll mm-hmm. they'll they'll get some they'll get some input from outside. Oh, what, do they do like a Herald do... or something or like a? Is that what that thing's called? Sorry. Uh, uh... Yeah, yeah. Harold, like Harold, yeah, like UCB Theater, which I didn't even know was going uh, until recently. Harold, like Harold Night, they right. did, it's what they were called. Yeah, it. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and they just do thirty minutes 
from just a couple ideas. Right, and it's like, but it's like a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, a whole I, thing, and it's really when good. I was in high school. My <laughs> when I was in high school, my acting class we did like a semester of improv, and like we were like trying to do those. <laughs> We did, like, our own version of them, for sure. Nice. And, uh, and, as, someone, and as someone who's, like, really interested in, like, live-action role-play and, right. you know, we're talking mm-hmm. about Mr. America, Bad Trip, which is one of my top five uh, movies I wanna, of the year. I haven't... Is it out? I've, is What happened with it? So it accidentally released on Amazon Prime. Ah, damn it. I missed so you it. Had, and that, so you had to like catch yeah, it. Yeah, one of those shit. Yeah, and Damn. so so that's that, um, and that's a movie. How we were talking about uh, not punching down. That's a movie where where the characters in it, like that, don't know what's going on, are treated like kind much nicer than than you would think, and right. So the the middle ditch in Swartz, so I just really like it because it's working with reality, and they're really mm-hmm. clever, and mm-hmm. and Saskia and I were dying, and and we usually don't like the same comedy, we we agree on a lot of things, but we don't always go for the same comedy, and mm-hmm. and we and but 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 still I was dying and she was laughing. All right, good to know. Yeah, because we, me and my wife, have been watching all this serious stuff, whether it be like Amazon, Netflix, Hulu. So I think we, we're, we're, it's time for a good laugh. I think. Yeah, I, I get that feeling for sure too. There was a period where, like, I was watching because, like, I watch stuff with my parents. Like, <laughs> I, I, I watch. I just, I watch. I mean, now it's just like it's, it's. So it's like I've been watching TV shows with my parents. I'll watch movies. Not everything, obviously. So like, there've been stuff I watched on my own for sure. But like. A lot of the time, like when I'm sitting down watching something, and it's like at night, it's usually because uh, it's me sitting down with my parents to eat dinner, and we're watching something after the sun has already set. Um, right. So it's like, so so admittedly, I, we we definitely have an overlap in taste for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Not uh, like like we we definitely can find things that 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 we will watch and enjoy. It can just sometimes take hours. <laughs> uh, Sure. As do, as it do, does. Do y'all have do y'all have Turner Classic Movies? I don't. We have the channel, I think. So we 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 should. It's just one of those things where I think I. It's really my fault. I should really be blaming myself with this because I'm just the worst at choosing things. Because I can never really predict what exactly I'm like in the mood for, unless I very much know exactly what I'm in the mood for. Right. It's like one the of nice those things. Thing, <laughs> yeah, but the nice thing about TCM is, which is my new favorite television channel, is that they have something good like every night. So so you don't have to make a choice. You're just like, what's playing at 8 o'clock? Get the family together. Like like Saskia and I will just, we 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 have a ritual every day during the weekday where we stop everything we're doing and we watch Jeopardy together. And then after Jeopardy, nice. we, we have dinner usually, or we have dinner with Jeopardy. It's it's not. And then we'll see what's on TCM. And then if we like it, we'll, we'll 
we'll watch if it looks fun we'll watch it and if it doesn't we won't um right did y'all did either of you see the half of it no uh what is it i never saw it but wait what is it so it it's 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 a new movie it's alice Wu's first movie since saving face and it's just like a really nice bill dung's roman about a, a young woman young girl who becomes friends with a jock to help him write love letters to this girl but she also likes her she likes the girl as well and so it's so it's like an unlikely friendship a Cyrano de Bergerac sort of vibe Mm -hmm. but it works Mm -hmm. and and it's just really well written and I was I really liked it it's on it's on Netflix it was just it was just one of those things that looked like oh why not you know um and yeah because did because alice Wu, she hasn't made a movie in i think 15 years you know um when did when did saving face come out saving face came out in 2004 and so that you know romantic film about amongst other things uh same sex Asian love, which hadn't been really approached that much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, have either of y'all saw Saving Face? No, I was just I was saying no. no oh, I haven't. oh, it's good. It's a good movie. So, and she didn't come back. She comes back like ten, sixteen years later with a really good, you know, coming of age story or or I like I like sounding smart and saying Bill Dung's Roman and it's just it's just about a young a young uh girl whose parents are from are who immigrate from China to to live and work and other stuff happens and yeah it's really good I was surprised it's probably it's like number 10 of my movies this year but I've, you know, I haven't been able to watch as many movies as I would have liked to this year. Yeah, I've you know? not been doing. I that's what I I mean to say is that I I've been doing a really shitty job of like watching movies at the rate that I'm used to usually watching movies at. Uh, it just something about like everything. I think I think the fact that like I I I I don't know. I think I I now I'm better. Now I need to just sort of. I'm, which I am doing, I have been doing, I guess, like, easing myself in, so just, like, kind of getting back into, I don't know. I keep saying easing in, and it's been, like, a, already three months, but, 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 yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, but, yeah, um, shit, what else have, oh, yeah, and then as, as far as other shows go, uh, I watched this other cartoon on Netflix called Midnight Gospel, uh it's it's really unique it's extremely unique uh and okay. how in how it, it's sort of constructed uh is what i'll say i don't want to say it's one of those shows that i it's kind of like uh it's sort of it's it's like it's 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 one of the 
like we it's it's kind of it's a hard it's obviously a very it's a difficult to describe in a nutshell kind of word without i feel like if i can describing it in a nutshell I, I i don't really feel like does it like the justice of like just sort of experiencing it and figuring out how it was done but like uh uh it's it's one of the most like you you unique sort of i guess uh how do i put it uh not really final forms but like a unique like uh final forms of a thing but like a a, a evolution of a podcast huh uh oh. into an artistic statement uh but in turn, but on like an an extremely like uh very trippy, very like psychedelic, very uh uh I'm trying I'm just trying to think of other ways to describe it without kind of giving the exact plot away because I just feel like sure again I'm the kind of person who like w- will I guess when I'd stumble across something that I enjoy for, I guess, like, it's story... For, yeah, for, like, story-based reasons, I guess. Or or experiential, like, first sort of, like, watch. Like, I guess, like... Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe you guys wouldn't mind if I told you what it was about or people listening wouldn't mind if I said... But, like, I just feel like... Sure. So, so when we do that, we just pause and say... Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, spoiler so, so alert. Go, so go for it. Uh, it's It takes place in a, a bizarre, in, like, a extreme future uh, scenario in which, you know, humanity is not only branched out into space, but they've, like, created a ribbon world. Like, a... The, what? I mean, it's <laughs> sort of... It's, it's very much... It's a show that's, like... That premise is like predicated on like I guess maybe kind of conspiratorial logic, but like it's really I think it's really interesting and it's very conversational. It's all about uh, it's because it, because the idea is that it's about a character. Uh, uh, it again it takes place in the very very far future, um, and, and what what's it called again? Midnight Gospel Gospel. Uh, nice. Uh, it's created by uh, Pendleton Ward and Duncan Trussell. Oh, uh, I love I love Pendleton oh. Ward. Yeah, I should have said uh, that first, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm like, I, 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 I just, I need to do this shit more often because I know I suck at like, at, at sort of introducing things, at at like, uh, talking about things, which I know is inherently hypocritical because I know I talk a lot, or I can talk a lot. No, I'm not. I'm totally gonna check it out. Yeah, because because I think he I think he's a brilliant mind. I really like Bravest Warriors. Obviously, Adventure Time is dope. They got a new and like I never even got into Adventure Time. Like I kind of missed out on that boat. Like I I watched some episodes a while ago and I thought this was like interesting, but they were like the first episodes, so like it was obviously before like the show kind of like got its footing, like maybe artistically, as much as it did maybe like when it got really popular. Uh, and I mean, I, I just have this like feeling that like at this point, the amount like because the show Midnight Gospel, and maybe Adventure Time is probably the same way, uh, and I just don't realize it because I haven't watched all of it. But like, 
the way in which the, the relationship between like the conversations that are occurring between characters right. and the literal like actions that are happening behind them and like in the background or like as a result maybe of their own like implicit actions that you see them doing that may or may not relate to the topic at hand in a direct way uh right and it's all very very life sort of like it's very existential it's very uh every like episode is like a different conversation but it's 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 um framed in like a very very out of the box way that i that, that while i was watching it really floored me like really just like shot on like a shot to shot basis uh uh just like the, the storytelling that was happening and, they, and how economical and how like and yet it doesn't it didn't like sacrifice intent or meaning or whatever it was very it was like it was really really good is what i'm trying to say i'm gonna watch it because uh, it, and it's also because like one of the most calming see. shows despite having some of the most like insane you know like over the top violent imagery and whatnot it's like very like it's it's, also, it's got this like it, it 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 has a tone that I have a I'm gonna theorize anything it's that I have a feeling that a lot of media in the future a lot of, or like a lot of art a lot of like stories are gonna probably take there's a potential maybe for 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 storytelling I feel like to kind of go in like a direction or maybe it kind of is I don't know I I also know I talk way too much about context now. Which is annoying, even me. It's not annoying to me. Okay. In context, I can't I, tell if con- I can't tell if like. I guess I can't tell if what I if I say too literally, literally if I say too little or too much. I guess. Like condes- context is everything. That's so, what I've always kind of thought, but I guess growing up, I never really knew how to like socialize or talk about or like I guess oddly enough tell stories in like a good way or in a way that like people would understand which again i know i'm a film student so that just sounds really weird or i don't know hypocritical or i don't know what it's not hypocritical no more insulting yourself yeah i also i also want to say uh, make a moratorium on that (laughs) moratorium on that baby um the thing adventure time you don't have to watch every episode it's just like you can just yeah. watch it and it's good. The reason why I'm excited about this show you just told me about is the fact that it's eight episodes. Yeah, and it's uh, eight episodes. And you can watch so it in like a sitting or two sittings. I would recommend actually spacing it out though. I would recommend watching it like... Because I, I, I didn't binge... I did not binge watch it. I watched it like very pretty steadily. Uh, like whenever... Basically like... If I knew I was, like, anxious and, like, I just needed to watch two people, like, talk uh, about, like, the potentially, like, most depressing topics, and yet they do it in, like, a very holistic or very, like, like in terms of, like, you're, like in, like, a very, like, calming tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet they do get into some very, it does get into some very existential territory, but I think it... For me, I thought it navigated it maybe as well as it ever could have. And that's right. not something I, that I say at all frequently about things. Uh, and I, I really like existential content and 
Have you ever have you ever seen the show Samurai Gourmet? Not yet, no. No, I haven't. I've been telling I've been t- I've been singing its praises since it came out and it's a very simple show that's on Netflix and it's a 60-year-old retired businessman in Japan can't figure out what he wants to do so he just starts going around and eating food and and, oh yeah, you told me about. This. And interspersed in that is him imagining that he's a samurai, but also telling stories about his life. Hmm. And I actually think it's a show that explains sort of I don't think it does this on purpose, but it explains sort of what it's like to be depressed mm-hmm. because it's a it's a show about little victories. It's just about a guy looking for restaurants to eat food. And then he goes there, and then he does it. And if anyone's ever been in a deep depression, they know how difficult it is on some days where, like, your your biggest achievement is doing the dishes. So, mm. I, I couldn't recommend the show more. Mm-hmm. And, Except uh, whatever you do, whatever you do, don't watch episode two. Every there's twelve episodes. Every episode is incredible. Except for episode two. Episode two is bad. Don't watch it. Uh, but Samurai Gourmet. Samurai Gourmet. And so it's 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 uh like I'm sorry. So is it like a scripted show or is it is it? Yeah, yeah. It's a scripted show based off of a uh, based off of a manga. Oh, 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 okay. I missed that part of it. Okay. <laughs> I see now. I, I've, I've pulled it up. That's funny. You, <laughs> no, so the, the, that's funny because literally that advice is what I give to everyone when they watch um, Too Old to Die Young. I always say don't watch episode two till the end because by the time you'll get it. But, you know, early on, a lot of the criticisms, and I get it, were about how slow and what's the point of episode two, but it's like. If you if you like the show, you'll like episode two. But for folks who may or may not, yeah, you know, skip episode two. Come back to yeah, it. I, I, I mean, I, I only ever watched episode one. I should. I, that was the show. I think that I think that happened to me actually. I think I I watched the first episode of it and I liked it. It was just like I knew. I was like, if if the rest of it's gonna follow this for whatever reason at the time, I was like, if the rest of the show is gonna follow this pacing. And then I saw, I think at that moment, I think, yeah, I think for somehow I saw comments about maybe the second episode. Uh, yeah, it definitely doesn't. It definitely switches and, up. And I was just like, okay. And then I just never got around to getting back to watching it. So I need to do that. I might it, I might watch it for a fourth time. I've been trying, I'm actually. COVID thing. I've watched I'm, it three I'm times. I'm very, all very, through. very close to doing a full, like, Twin Peaks rewatch. Or, like, the full, like, return, I mean, season three. So, uh, oh, nice. so how, and I realize how, I know exactly what's today and I know your background, Scott, because, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, today is the three yeah. year anniversary of the premiere. Not that, that my thinking yeah. only was, I think started because of David Lynch's like YouTube stuff, like the weather reports that he does now right? Uh, or does again, uh, after several years of not doing it, but like, uh, uh, 
I don't know. I feel like every time he pops in the news, I just something. I don't know. It feels everything just feels better. I don't know. David Lynch, for whatever reason, I find him to be a super calming voice, even though so many find his work to be so anxiety and like panic inducing. I, no, I couldn't it, agree more. It, I absolutely agree. But it makes perfect sense because he's able to. He's able. He has a an outlet to talk about his darkness. Yeah, and, and, and he still makes so, it funny. He's still like yeah. he's still there's still humor. He still casts himself, and you know, like again, thinking of his role in literal role in Twin Peaks, uh, like as like a guy who like has to scream at people in order to hear them. <laughs> yeah, but also like. Then what? What did Jack do? Was just really cute and fun. Yeah. And yeah, it was hell. Yeah, it was. I, I yeah. And, I, I watched that quite a bit. And Too Old to Die Young is one of the greatest television shows ever made. Hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. episode five is one of the most difficult episodes of a television show I've ever seen. Yeah, it is. And I was, I was actually like mad at, at you, Marcus, for even recommending me the show after watching that that episode. But <laughs> Sorry. but it's such such a good show, and it really ties into the stuff. I think for a second I overheard you were trying to say, uh, Jared, that you saw Capone. Yeah, uh, I did. I I in. I watched it literally the night that it it it, it uh, premiered on iTunes. Uh, maybe like a couple hours after the fact, uh, and I enjoyed it. Like I, I mean, like it, it's like a, it's it, it very also just it feels so apt. It just feels like a very aptly timed movie, I guess. And and how it yep. deals with its subject matter, specifically, like the fact that it's like told in like a the fact that it's like done in like the very surreal way that it was, and the fact that like it seemed like every kind of like editing and shot choice was made to put you like in his head, uh, the head of someone, a, someone who's who's like lost losing lost mind. his mind already, Slowly. and nobody knows. Everyone else right. around him still thinks he's him, but he isn't. Right. Yeah. And and even after some are like like his son, he's like, all right, you, you can drop the act now. Like you know, some folks are just like, oh, you're. I, I, I get what you're doing. We're under surveillance by the FBI, so. But it's like you're, you're playing yeah, into this. But nope, that's not what the movie is saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And th- so there there are things I like about it. I really like the idea of of the partial biopic. Mm-hmm. I. I think it's really interesting when you just hone in on certain parts and I thought that was cool and obviously the score by LP was awesome. I don't think LP what, has LP scored a movie since um that graffiti movie from the early 90s. Yeah, he worked with Josh Trank before. He did some of the music for that Fantastic Four movie. Oh, he did they're, like the end like credits suite, right? He did like yeah. the the yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, then that's of course how he knows. Yep. The, yeah, then, then yeah, that's that explains yeah. pun. Yeah, and he was also an LP recently. Just uh, he tweeted about how there was a period where Josh Trank was going to do 
uh, an offshoot Star Wars movie, yeah. and he was going to have an LP oh, yeah. score, and LP was Aww. tweeting about how, like, there was a two-month period, I know, right? There was a two-month period where I thought I was going to score yeah. a Star you Wars movie. You just ruined my day, because I think... Because they'll happen. Well, I think Maybe. I think Star Wars is, like, I think Star Wars had its chance... I think so, too. ...to, to do something really cool with its last trilogy, and, and it didn't. I, I think mm, there... Yeah. I think there's... I think... Like, I think there's there's material to work with if they continue it i think yeah i think rogue one was excellent i think solo everything about it except for han solo was really good and i would have loved to have seen a star wars movie with the music being done by lp and yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to think because I know, I know he scored. I mean, I can bomb, bombing the system. Was that what it was called? Yeah, bomb the system. Bomb the yeah. system. And that was a weird movie. And it's just hard to see that that actor because he was in uh, storytelling. Mark Webber. Mark Webber was just such a yeah. such a weird role in in uh, in storytelling uh, mm. and. Mm-hmm. There's a there's another movie from recently, uh, Nico 1986, I think it was called, and mm-hmm. where it's just it's just about Nico in 1986. So I I think the idea of of summer 1988 excuse me, I think it's very interesting to to section out movies, but I don't know how much I. I I'm not crazy about Capone. I'm going to give it another shot, but I don't know. Yeah, I think I... I yeah, I might watch yeah, it again. Uh, yeah, it's definitely... I, I realize it's like not really a... Uh, uh, there are definitely parts of the movie I can definitely see not playing well. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely not... It's 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 really... I, I, I liked it, though. I had fun with it. Or fun, I guess, is a weird word to say about that movie. Sure, or about, yeah. Uh, but but you know like I guess like I enjoyed it for for what it was trying to be or whatever. Yeah, and I, I mean Josh Trank is going to continue to get opportunities because you know I don't know. Uh, weren't you saying Marcus that he's got that he's like connected somehow or something? Josh, Tr- oh well, no, just well his his pet well. One of his step parents and his and his paternal parents are, are in the industry. Okay, like he came up in 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 inside like right. in the world. Okay, and of, of movies like Chronicle was really good, and Fantastic Four was not so good. Had some interesting ideas, like yeah, like I, I think the know. idea of doing like a Cronenbergian Fantastic Four movies, I, like like doing it where like it's really about like how scary that kind of thing would be. Yeah, like, the body horror yeah. aspect of it was very cool, and but but for sure there were definite like yeah I, I yeah I, I, that yeah. <laughs> who who knows though? Because because the movie was sort of taken away from him. Yeah, because so, like so I don't. I think that was sort of the thing with that one, right? It was like the the he had it, it was like he wanted he wanted it one way, and then the studio obviously wanted a Fantastic Four movie with like fun, like quippy humor and tone, 
and it seemed like that movie was like the result of a bad blending, a bad blender effect or something, you know? Yeah, like, like I, because it's like the movie, it's like two movies, sort of like the movie Hancock as well, is like the first two thirds is one way and then you can tell sort of when when they took over because you're just like wait this is a totally different thing and this doesn't make sense and you're rushing to end things and yeah I, it's it yeah unfortunately because like it's you know it's like that hard cut to two years later or whatever when every other movie would be having like the be about those two years like right. that they're training uh so it was strange but, yeah and you you made a you made a really good point that it did some cool body horror stuff. Because I, I, I'm sure I've talked about this before on the show, but have either of you read the comic book Planetary? No. I haven't, no. It's a it's a great comic book, and it's about this sort of like superhero team. And, and the bad guys in the movie are like analogs of the Fantastic Four, like if the Fantastic mm. Four were bad, which, you know, could make sense. And also the 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 way that they receive their deformities and things are 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 we allowed to say words like deformity these days i don't know uh i but, mean i guess in this context of superheroes or i guess well, maybe i don't know probably not i don't know i don't know there there is body deformity that they go through and it's and it's more sure yeah it's more body horror ish in in planetary Right, so yeah, book. so I guess they're not, yeah, not not in that context. I'm thinking Fantastic Four, my bad. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, I'm. What's that? Ooh, excuse me. Oh no, nothing. I was just drinking water. Well, water's fun. Yeah. Because also the Fantastic Four, those those would make really good villains because they're like mm-hmm. got all these super, super great powers. But you yeah, know it's I mean? like not only they have different powers, but it's like they're a, you you know you can definitely construe the sort of relationship in a way too like fraternalistic kind of way, and then right there you got your villains. <laughs> like yeah, you got super powered people want one way for the world, and yeah, there you go antagonists but yeah uh, yeah i don't know are you a comic book dude jared i i i will say i want to be way more of a comic book comic book person than like i guess i am in terms of like the actual amount that i read like i think comics like as an art form are really cool like as a mode of like storytelling i think it's really cool i just I am lazy. I don't know. I there. I've definitely. I've read like a good handful. I would say of, of of stuff for sure. I also have a lot bigger of a handful of comic books that have been waiting to be read. Uh, what I will say too is that like when I was growing up, when I was a kid, I had there was like a comic book store that was like five minutes from my house, and mm. I would like go on a somewhat frequent basis. Uh, uh, and you know, obviously, because I was little and I, I was like only reading from like, like reading like the kids' stuff and like the, right. the like really short. I only I don't even think I was like 
because by the time because then eventually I grew up you know before I was even old enough to get to the superhero stuff the mm. uh, he moved uh, the, the owner of the, the comic book shop moved and so uh, uh, oddly enough ran into him the complete 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 most random fucking place in the world the uh, owner that sorry just total tangent I'm going on but like I like totally ran into him at an award show randomly at the the at, world rap the world rap championships yes no uh no no <laughs> uh <laughs> it, bad, I ran into him at the critics choice awards in 2013 uh, weird yeah oh, wow. like it was I've, I've, I'll admit like I've just had like a weird life where I ran into people from my hometown in the most bizarre places that I just never would have expected, I guess. <laughs> or, like, people who are, have some kind of passing familiarity with, like, where I'm from. It's really weird. It, it's, like... Like, I even... I did a thing in L.A. where, where I, I worked on a, a, a film and there, another actor was on, on it, played a... It was only there for, like, a couple of days, but it turned out that, like we had this like insane like actual like like sort of like kevin bacon like six degrees like you know the the, the sort of that that kind of thing that that kind of like friend of yeah. a friend of that but like uh, one of those where it's like how the hell did we not know mm. you, you know like it, but the fact that it things like that i guess is what i uh, anyway that was a tangent. right and and if our if our <laughs> listeners are are living under a rock you you starred in the 2012 Wes Anderson film Moonrise oh, Kingdom right. so yeah uh, so if you're yes. living under a rock because you know you're people you know, live under rocks it's okay at this point <laughs> right <laughs> i mean i i don't i don't i don't blame them for for living under rocks cuz why not i know? mean well in the sense only in the sense that like there's so much there's such a wealth of information out now that like who the hell knows what anyone knows <laughs> And I don't mean that right. in a bad way. I just mean like, you know, that's just the nature of things now. And you were you were also you, you, for but. for for the completists. Jared was on seventy three, seventy four, ah uh, yes, and eighty nine, and eighty nine, and those are right. those are some great episodes. And because because I like I like to uh, I I want people to listen and uh, yeah so. You know, uh, yeah, those are fun. Those are fun discussions. We Mandy. Yep. Still a great movie. Yeah. Still a great movie. Uh, so also that was on somewhat recently uh, on TV, and I caught like the last act of it. Still enjoy it. You said us. Us. The Jordan Peele. Yeah, I need to. I've only seen that movie one time, like mm-hmm. opening night mm-hmm. in the theater, and it's like the more I think, of, it's like well, I think about it less. I, I feel like it's time for a rewatch. It's almost like. If I'm not mistaken. It's like the one year anniversary. Like it came out I think in May. It was, I thought wasn't it March? It? it was either March or May. Uh, one of the M months. Oh yeah, uh, may, 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 maybe. I feel right. like because I seem to remember it was one of those because it was one of those you know one of those examples of like a second you know sophomore feature where like everyone was expecting it to possibly you know people were trying to give it that expectation of like it's gonna be the next Get Out or like it's gonna go to the Oscars like Get Out. And right. it yeah. 
the difference, I think, if I'm remembering correct. Or no, Get Out was a... You know, I think they were saying that because that's right. Get Out was like a February movie, right? Right. And yep. everyone was it shocked that, that it was just had that lasting appeal. And so I guess they thought, like us, in March, it could still do that. But... but yeah. And here's, and here's the, the thing. Most directors have trouble after their their defining work. That's why you'll you'll see, you know I was just Yeah, although it's still like just, a good I think it's like quality wise it, it to me like it's not like there was a massive drop or anything like that in between. No, I mean like really I just think one good. it set it it set itself up with such high standards. Its own yeah. hype machine did that. Yeah. But then then you think Sometimes it's good to just lay back in the cut because, you know, if you just watch, uh, I recently was on the show We Cut Heads, but I don't know I, when. Yeah, when I, the, I, I, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's a Spike Lee podcast, but it's oh, also yeah. like. Shout out to Spencer. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I should hopefully be there on, on that one at some point soon. Yeah, I, I've, rec- I've, I've recorded two episodes with them mm-hmm. and I don't. I think they're coming out in June of 2020, if you're listening in the past. And we were nice. one of the things we were talking about was Mo Better Blues, which is Spike Lee's follow-up to Do the Right Thing. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was I thought that was really smart because how do you follow up to Do the Right Thing? So by doing like a personal story about yeah, like a low-key kind of yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just thought that was that was a smart way to do it, and. You know, speaking of of Wes Anderson, I know that he is uh, super influenced by Peter Bogdanovich, and he has he has a new podcast with TCM that's really great. Hmm. And you know, podcasts are still great, even if recently this week uh, Joe Rogan just signed a hundred million dollar deal. I think something. Yeah, yeah that's Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, no, Spotify. It, it is. It is a hundred yeah. million. Yeah. So, so Spotify is, I think, essentially doing what Sirius XM did with, with, with uh, Howard Stern, I think, and trying to, hoping to get Joe Rogan there, will get more people, to 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 go to Spotify, but I have to say I don't really like Spotify as a podcast platform. Mm-hmm. I I use Stitcher almost almost exclusively except for podcasts that aren't on stitcher and i think we're we're not on spotify if if we if it feels like we have to we will but yeah so far we've been doing quite well and our episode two weeks ago with eliza hitman has been really has been doing really well but yeah Yeah. there's a a podcast on tcm that tcm's doing Mm mm-hmm what uh, what's that, Jared? I, I you reminded me. I still need to watch that movie. <laughs> that she the never sometime never, never yeah rarely, I, sometimes yeah. always yeah. Sorry, I just reminded myself that. No, that movie that movie's top five of the year, I think. Mm-hmm. And having her on the show was a highlight of my year. She was she yeah, was so real. awesome. She really like. Sometimes people, you know, when you interview them, they they are guarded but she was just so open and also yeah the plot thickens is the peter bogdanovich podcast and i i highly recommend it 
Uh, do you have any other stuff on your list, Jared? Because, uh, as we, uh... Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, there might be something uh, that I'm definitely forgetting. Uh, maybe. Definitely, maybe. Good, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Capone. Kung Fu Hustle, I rewatched that. Still rocks. Classic. Uh, Oh, Blow up, uh, watched that for the first time. Really good. And then I went yeah. out. Oh, cool. <laughs> I watched cool. it, really enjoyed it. And then, like, the next day, I went out for a walk uh, around just my neighborhood. And I fucking started, I pulled out my phone and I was taking random shots. And I was like, shit, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, fuck. Because, <laughs> like, it was like, you know, random wide shots of just, like, streets and whatever and then all of a sudden i got a wide one and there were people in the background and you know in the distance and i was like huh i'm not gonna i'm just gonna stop now (laughs) but uh (laughs) but yeah great movie though great like uh uh uh, just like really quiet like a really quietly tense movie which i oh yeah yeah uh dig um uh what else oh yeah devs that show um, oh, I'm hearing only yeah, good things. Yeah, it's it's another show that. that like it it probably not a one to one analogy pacing wise to no too young to die too old to die young, but uh, it's another show that like mm-hmm. takes its time setting up uh, mm-hmm. its ideas. Uh, it's definitely sure. one that uh, you might need to sort of just let breathe and then continue kind of just sort of because it's not again it's not the fastest moving show and, and uh uh yet i still think it's and in, in, really intriguing how it deals I'll have with to check um, it out i'm hearing good things about very normal people he- heady well. ideas mm-hmm. uh uh that i haven't watched uh normal people which one is that one is that uh, normal people. Uh, and yeah. I don't know much about it. I just been. Someone told me that it's like if you ever wanted to watch a movie about, watch a TV show that's both about mental health but also really sexy, which I was like, okay, tell I'm I'm interested. But we have we have like a really old smart TV, so. Haven't figured out how to put Hulu on there yet. Ah. Uh, then I. Or maybe we'll just yeah. set up an HDMI cord. Then I, oh, I, I should just mention. Oh, sorry. I, uh, what I will say probably. So I'll I'll be brief this time. I'll I'll try. Uh, so uh uh. Yeah, uh no problem. Jiri Haji. It's a show on Netflix. It's like a Japanese British show. It's like uh I, it's uh it was it was good. Uh, and then, uh, The Tick, I finally got around to watching that, but that, like, way back when the, everything first started, I watched that show, uh, the, the car, the, the um, cartoon, the, the cartoon, the first oh, sorry, live the, action, the, the, or the, the second Amazon, live action? The, 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 the second live action one, the most recent one with, um, Sir, Peter Serfin, Peter Serfinowitz, uh, then, but then as far as, like, if I had to name a movie, uh, well, maybe not. Maybe eh, well, eh, I don't know. I, I I I I'm I don't know. Maybe it's not it's a favorite is what I'll say. I I I get really precious with like picking f- ultimate favorites, I guess I'm realizing, but like until the end of the world was like the first like full movie I watched 
uh, or one of the first full movies I watched uh, after entering quarantine. And, like, that was, like, a really, was, like, a real, like, sort of, I watched, like, the, the director's cut, and never have I felt like, a, for an extended amount of time, like, a director is just staring me in the face during the climax, or, like, mm-hmm. during, like, a, you know, I guess, like, a, in, in, in just, just in, like, a cultural way, I guess. Any, like, yeah. <laughs> without getting yeah. into to story details for anyone who hasn't uh, watched it yet. Um, because I think, again, that's, like, a movie that, like, you sort of just need to watch unfold if you've never seen it before, uh, until the end of the world. Mm. Vim Vim Vendors from 1991 or two or something, but, but of course, now it's, like, the real version that just got released, uh, the, the, like, near the five-hour one, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was like really, I really enjoyed it. But like that last like hour or so, uh, <laughs> just I think the fact that it was the movie, the the fact that it's like a you know, it it's a it's one of the it's a movie where you know it it was from a certain time and it's trying to be the near future, and so it, the way that it kind of predicted how tech, the intersection of technology and social life. Uh, just put me through a weird loop when I watched it, when I watched it, but I still love yeah. it. Yeah, sure. Like, nice. Just again, the way that he was able to like predict it emotionally, and the way that he was, uh, uh, the way that he was able to really just capture that feeling like several decades in advance. <laughs> Stuff like films like that, hmm. I just am so fascinated by films that are like that 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 feel like they're perfectly describing a feeling that wouldn't happen in history for, you know, or not in history, but, like, on, like, a giant, I don't know, do you, am I I making sense? Yeah. Like, No, I get what you're saying. uh, I don't know, just something, I guess maybe because, again, the the timing of it, the fact that it was, like, one of the first full movies I watched and, and having to come to terms with, like, everything. And, and its implications sure. and all that and like just sitting down watching this movie because I was like alright this is going to be a, I know it's a road trip movie I know it's like got this like really heady concept I don't know much about the concept but I'm going to sit and watch it and then of right. course it's just like it was like a really almost like cathartic experience it was great though um, really fantastic film Honestly. you said it's five hours? yeah because uh, it it what happened was he released like a two and a half hour uh like the studio made him release like a two and a half hour cut. Meanwhile, he like shot the movie in like a bazillion different places across the world and like spent a ton of you know like really did like the legwork to to try and like make this like a really like uh, uh I guess comprehensive like locationally comprehensive movie. Uh, uh, and so then, of course, the studio made him ha- liter- almost like hal- ha- have it, halve it, or cut it in half, I guess. Uh, and so then, like mm-hmm. that, like I guess at the time caused it to kind of flop because I guess I don't know specifically right. what what got what was cut for the theatrical version or what wasn't. I, I haven't done that research, but like I'm assuming whatever made it. A lot of the interstitial, maybe slower-paced scenes were probably cut, and so I have a feeling emotionally, if it if it, if the 
scenes that I'm thinking of were done in the exact same way, I can very much see how like that would potentially how how people would sit in front of that and just be like, eh, you know, or, or like alienated or whatever. But like, uh, uh, um, it, yeah, but the, you know, like um, Fanny and Alexander is five yeah. hours long, you know, and but I guess the difference you, is that uh, that was like a. I mean, I, well, maybe not a difference, but I guess maybe just the fact that Bergman at that point had already made so many, right. like, so many movies that are, you know, considered, like, classics now. And so, like, right. he probably at that point in his career had the kind of cred, credibility. The cachet to do it, yeah. Uh, to and... to kind of do that. But, like, uh, whereas I guess with, like, Vim Benders at that point in his career, he was still, uh, uh, you know, it was still... He wasn't like a, I guess just because of the time period in that point, like as well too, probably. Uh, right. But it's and great that he... it got finished. It's great they finally did it, put everything together, released it as a full movie, and it's actually pretty fantastic. Like it's not one of those like where they stitch everything together and it becomes like a slog. It's actually no, it's great. It's like a five-hour like for for a lot of it, it really does. Because even though it's like slow, there's a lot of music in it, and right. it's it's very it very much does like a it do, it very much recaptures that like feeling of like being in a car on a long road trip listening to whatever's on like you know whatever you're listening to you know like that kind of yeah. that kind of yeah, feeling and then it then it gets to a point and it goes in another direction but like it's it's just it's and even then when it does that I. Th- think it for me it sticks the landing really well uh like it like emotionally like it's like very very it just it and then the way that the story itself is contextualized i think is really unique i found to be really unique uh i also again know i have I, there's a lot i still need to watch film wise but but i i i don't know i think it's like a great i thought it was like a great movie uh yeah when really when hannibal burr's when Hannibal Burr said, "Hey, maybe we should take a year off from making movies so we could catch up," it sort of seems like that's happening. Um, but also, there's like, yeah, there's a bunch of very long movies I'm looking forward to. You know, um, my friend of the show, Carlo, has really, you know, encouraged me to not not be afraid of of immersing, like, so because so Ilya. Kranovsky who's who filmed like a neighborhood for years has to make a biopic of so Soviet scientist Lev Lando he has a six hour movie called Degeneration that I'm interested in seeing and then last year Lafleur was oh, like yeah. 13 mm-hmm. hours long and yeah. I'm gonna get to it you know Marcus did you see Lafleur? I didn't. I, I yeah. that was one that was like on, that was like on my watch list for forever. I still haven't seen it. And and there's a lot of fanfare about the the Snyder cut of Justice mm-hmm. League mm-hmm. being announced. Yeah. And speaking of post theatrical extended cuts, I wasn't even thinking about that when I was talking about. Well, the, the, and the, the weird yeah. thing is that is that Zack Snyder's. Zack Snyder is is a complex director who I have a lot of challenges with, 
Sure. But his director's cut, his director cut versions are often like better, much better. I have not seen um, um, either either of them that I can think of that he's done. Uh, Watchmen or Dawn of the Dead. I don't think I've seen either of those yet. The, dir- uh, his, the, like, the director's cut versions, I mean. The director's cut of Dawn of the Dead is good. The um, Batman Watchmen. v Superman. Uh, yeah, no, that's not good. Batman v Superman, but Watchmen was was not was not good. Sure. Um, yeah. I, yeah. It's I, just, <laughs> It just wasn't good, in my in my in my not so humble opinion. I, yeah, I, never... I need to actually read the graphic novel now because I've I've watched that I watched the movie and then I watched the TV show, and I, I have my opinions on both and I'm very curious to 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 just read the graphic novel itself. Yeah, and see, it's it's a it's a seminal work, and uh, Batman v Superman is only watchable in the director's cut version. In in my opinion, the 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 Batman v Superman. I'm not saying the director's cut is some sort of genius movie. Sure, but, but it's like you can see where it's coming from a bit more. Or like it makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, his characterization of Superman is just straight up wrong. So it's just wrong. Right. That's he. That's just not Superman. Yeah. However, the director's cut is a pretty good movie, mm-hmm. and. And um, I I think uh, Sucker Punch is a is a much better movie than it's given credit and and then as I've talked about before, knowing his family Zack Snyder's family now it takes on a much more interesting heartbreaking. Uh, right. I, I yeah. I I guess I'll, I don't know as much, but. Like I, I know about obviously why he stopped doing Justice League, and that was obviously terrible, like just yeah. awful, awful, Jesus Christ. But like, uh, yeah, I kind of honestly completely forgot about Sucker Punch. <laughs> you're you're not the only one. Yeah, there's some. It's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But but yeah, no, I'm very. I'm. I'm just curious at this point. I'm just I was incredibly shocked that like it even happened cuz like for the longest time nobody was taking that stuff seriously it seemed or like as seriously as like like you know like it, it and then and then but then it actually now it's hap- now it's you know I guess who know we'll see what happens in the coming year I guess yeah. how it goes but because uh, that's like its own thing, I guess. But like, it's it's it, yeah. Uh, I feel like if 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 this happened like three years ago, I would have one opinion. Now that it's happening now, though, it's like yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm also I'm also just sort of like at this point in life. All right, cool. Because mm-hmm. this is just where we're at right yeah. now. Yeah. But exactly. Um, I I have to get ready for dinner. Oh yeah, no, yeah, we've been talking. This has been yeah, already two episode lengths, or almost two episodes. No, that's no, yeah, that's a good yeah. thing. I mean, pe- pe- podcasts are really helping people in these tough times. Yeah, and and we're finally back to a to a to a once a week schedule. Mm-hmm. So. Um, 
for all you guys listening.